Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. All right, everybody. Hello. It is time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shops Studio Headquarters in Hooksett, New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Pastor Padron, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Paul, Pat, and Dave. And tonight we have this special guest right here, Michael Capolini from Toscano Cigars. Yes, sir. Michael, thank you for being with us tonight. Thank you all for having me. Or should we say Cap? Now it's Cap. Now it's Cap. Now, it's cap. now that the official formality is <laughs> done, that Michael's over, now it's Cap. Very good. I agree. Okay. So um, one of the reasons that uh, Cap is here is because tomorrow at Twins, we're doing a big event with Toscano up at the, the 724 Lounge in Londonderry. We're getting ready to launch our new uh, High West single barrel. Um, who knows about that? I can speak a little bit to it. You can speak a little bit to can. it, Pat? I hope you can. You want to do it now? Yeah, let's All do right. it now. Yeah. So this is our new High West barrel that we selected. Um, it's unlike... already half gone. Yeah, well, that's what happens when people drink out of a bottle, Dan. I haven't um, had anything to drink yet. You know, I can say it's still half full. Don't have any negativity uh, when you look at it. it. Okay, yeah, you're one so, of those people. That was pretty good, though. I got to give him mm-hmm. that was That was solid. I, like I that? appreciate it that. Solid. I so yeah. Unlike the uh, Woodford selection that we do, the High West selection, you sample the actual barrel, and then the one that you choose is the actual barrel that you get. So in this case, it's the High West American Prairie Bourbon. So it's 92 proof, and the blend of it is, well, it's aged for two years, and it's a blend of different bourbon mash bills. It's 75% corn, 21% rye, 4% malted barley, and it's... And then a side story that's actually pretty interesting about the American Prairie Bourbon is the one of the companies, because they're out of Utah, the distillery. So there's a, it's called the Pronghorn Antelope. And it's like their animal. It's like the fastest American animal on the continent and, or in the country rather. And 10% of the proceeds from this bourbon actually goes towards a fundraiser that helps because they're endangered. Mm-hmm. So a little fun fact oh, for I it. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's a new barrel. As if I needed another reason to drink this. Now, exactly. now I'll yeah. feel you good. See? There's that warm, fuzzy feeling. You're saving the animals. <laughs> I love it. Drink up, everybody. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Saving the animals. Yeah, cheers. Between the S-chip and the cigar and the – you're saving everybody, the children, the animals. And then the interesting thing about this is um, – so I was sitting with Kendra when we got it in like a week and a half ago. And this is the only bourbon that her and I have both had that – the ice and water actually strengthens the bourbon so it gets more thicker and the finish is like a lot more strong 
and like those spice notes and it's kind of like this really heavy like multi combo note that kind of comes in mm-hmm. yes. so it's like when someone orders this and they're typically like an ice ball or like you know they put a little bit of water inside right. of it we advise them against it because it actually makes it a little bit stronger hmm. which is really? pretty unique yeah i've never heard that before i know usually it's the other way around exactly i might have to try that you water it yeah. down and it gets, it gets stronger. stronger amazing it's almost like a plant all right and um the we are pairing this cigar with it tonight uh cap you want to talk a little bit about this i sure can so tonight we're going to use a very special cigar from manifattori sigaro toscano the toscano 200 the toscano 200's wrapper comes from the kentucky tennessee region of the united states the filler is mostly uh, Tuscan tobacco with hints of American tobacco in it. So that is the composition. As you smoke the cigar, you should definitely get notes of hickory mm-hmm. uh, with nice notes of oats. Uh, oats. Oats. Oak. Uh, and uh, quite a few notes of different spices, whether it be clove, some anise to it, and then mm-hmm. you're definitely going to get a nice creamy chocolate as you start to smoke, which you guys already said you picked mm-hmm. up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys picked yeah, up on we that. Yeah, we get a, we get you a guys really... cheated and did this already, so... Yeah. Now, to be fair, Paul, if you, if you haven't already read the uh, promo for the show, uh, Paul and I had this cigar with this bourbon last week uh, to kind of test it out. And we both thought this was amazing. And yeah. what we both felt like as we smoked the Duocento cigar was that there was this really nice, dark, unsweetened cocoa kind of note to the cigar. And what happened with it when we paired it with the uh, High West was amazing. Yeah. And But before... I mean, do we want to say anything more than that, Paul, and let people let kind of, let, let them let them figure out? We I think we've already had explained it uh, to a lot of people, so maybe it's already out there. But mm-hmm. I would be interested to see what everyone's thoughts are with the pairing with the Duecento. Duecento. Make sure I make sure I pronounce it correctly. Duecento. Now, before we get to the drink, yes. let's let's go around and and talk about what we're. Are you guys picking up anything that Cap has been saying with the cigar? Absolutely. Yeah, so I get I get the I got a nice uh, well first of all a nice creamy uh, light sweetness but it's again it's it's a little bit uh, I will say unsweetened um, it's uh, <laughs> a sweetie unsweetened a, a lightly uh, sweetened unsweetened I, I do get I do get the oak I do get it's a, there is a nice gentle spice initially off uh, off the first few draws um, it, but it's rich too is there's a there's a rich flavor there as well um, I'm dying to try this with the high west though yeah this is gonna be because I'll gonna tell you. Pat, what do you Only th- because you and I know what will happen. Yes. Pat. It has like a really like gentle spice and it has kind of like I, I guess like kind of like that hickory, like that sweet kind of mm-hmm. wood molasses note to it. A little molasses to it. Yeah, and then the sweetness is kind of like a dark kind of plum kind of sweetness, like a dark fruit. And then it has like like a nice kind of like creamy kind of woody finish to it. And then that sweetness kind of lingers, which, you know, that hickory kind of wood flavor. And then I haven't had the drink yet, so. Right. Do you agree with everybody, Dave? I concur. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still trying to fish out our technical issues. Okay. Okay. We're going to leave you alone. Yeah. Uh, All right. Now let's let's try this with the pairing. How would you be 
telling people to do this tomorrow night at the event. Well, I mean, tomorrow night, what you're gonna you're gonna find uh, one thing before we even get into the pairing is when we talk about Toscano tomorrow. I don't know how in depth we're gonna get into the company tonight, but mm-hmm. ultimately, that's the first thing to understand about Toscano because a lot of times, I'm, I'm, I mean, listen, I'm the, I'm the brand ambassador. I'm gonna tell you, ninety percent of the American smoker would not go into a cigar shop and pick this up over everything else that's out there. It's just not how it works. That's just not how it works. However, those who are adventurous and or those who give us the opportunity usually do so because they hear the history of Toscano. They hear how much passion and power goes into each, each cigar, the fire curing process, the natural fermentation, the way that our cigars are rolled, how we're filled with 207 years of history who smoked our cigar, etc. So I don't want to take away from the show itself, but that will be a big yeah, part of tomorrow. We'll get into that a little bit later. The pairing itself, whenever I do pairings, and uh, Brian Sonia is here, uh, who is the territory manager in, in, in this region that takes care of Toscano, does an amazing job for us. That's the last nice thing I'll say about him for the evening. Um, <laughs> but really, Thank he you. does do a good job. But, uh, you know, he's seen me do a couple of these. And, and, and the biggest thing to understand when we do these pairings is I try to get people, the first, the first portion of the four portions that we do is to get people to understand the tobacco. Mm-hmm. Then equally as important is understanding the alcohol. Then even more important is cleansing the nasal palate. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth is just a trick that people love. So we'll do that. I'm not going to tell you what we're going to do yet. Right. So yep, yep. first thing to do when we're pairing is go ahead and take a nice big puff of the cigar together. Okay. So, try to remember the notes. Try to understand what it is that you're smoking, right? We mm-hmm. talked about all the notes, the different yep. spice, the different hickory, etc. Now let's go ahead Take a little sip of the bourbon. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, what a vanilla finish on mm. that smell. Oh. And then an immediate puff of the cigar after. Now, the second puff of the cigar, the body of the cigar has been knocked down immensely. Mm-hmm. It's almost as though it doesn't exist, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean that in right. the fact that the body's taken out, but the flavor profile has increased. Okay. The flavor profile that you should have right now is full hickory. You should really get that hickory note. Yep. And as the alcohol dissipates, that a little bit of oak's going to come to to fruition. There's even a little bit of bitterness or citrus to it. In a lot of cigars, cigar smokers are afraid of the word bitter. But Toscano finds pride in anything that Mother Nature produces, and bitterness is a flavor that Mother Nature produces. Okay. So it's almost like you can taste the soil that Toscano's cured in, or excuse me, grown in, harvested in. And as it sits, the the, the wood profile's coming out even more as it sits on your palate and as you talk. Yep, I agree. And as an Italian... I speak a lot, so you can imagine how flavors change rapidly throughout my first, you know, 20 minutes of conversation. It's definitely a citrus zest I'm getting out there's, of that. There's no question, yeah. and, and, yep. and it should be. And I think that's yep. also enhanced by the alcohol, too. Yep. So now that we understand the tobacco a little bit, let's go ahead and we're going to try to understand the uh, the, the al- alcohol a little bit. So what I'm going to ask you to do this time is we smoked, we drank, we smoked. Now we're going to drink, we're going to smoke, and we're going to drink. Okay? Okay. So salute. Everybody have a little sip of the alcohol. A nice puff of the cigar. And then another sip of the alcohol. Now, 
So you were saying before how water and ice cuts down 90% of the time when you do this, mm -hmm. the alcohol becomes less potent. Right. This time, twofold mm. is the potency of the alcohol for me on, 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 on the palate. And you're going to start, do you guys feel that little burn in yep. your chest here? Yeah. That's because the smoke and the alcohol are starting to work together. They're almost starting to bind to one another to bring that little burning sensation. Yeah. And it's really amazing. The initial flavor profile on the palate after uh talking for a little bit mm -hmm. was more hickory right now it's a sweet oak it's a completely different wood sensation mm. completely different wood sensation it's really something impressive this is a great great this is a fun pairing see to me i mm. interpret that as like a a, a sweet dark chocolate i, I yeah. was gonna say there's yeah. definitely a sweetness in oh, comparison yeah. to the first one mm -hmm. i'm still waiting for the, the the dark chocolate i could i could taste something that's there i'm gonna let me know I mean, it's it's i better try it the back of my mouth i better it try it again just, I'm, I'm just i'm totally getting this. i'm gonna try it again just try, to make do sure it you again. guys you know that's it might as well just try it to see mm -hmm. what happens um do you want my tasting nose from the bourbon well, mm -hmm. so, yes, we would love we would when, love it, Pat. Well, when Kendra and I were sitting and doing it, her and I were discussing it a lot, and like what her and I got out of it. So we actually we drank it with and without ice. So without ice, we got like this really prominent, like nice kind of wood note. I said it was kind of like the salty wood note because it would make me salivate a little bit. And then I, I I got clove. She said it was more floral. I kind of distinctly said it was clove, and like a nice kind of like finished leather kind of flavor that lingers on the palate through the finish. And then you get like this nice kind of dry caramel type flavor. It's like not really like a huge sweetness, but it's like kind of there. Mm -hmm. Like kind of like the caramel sensation, if that makes sense. Like it's very like malty. And then with the ice, like that kind of dry caramel like took the forefront. It was like more of like this malty kind of bourbon. And then the, um, the wood note was almost canceled. The leather note was more intensified. And then that kind of floral note went to like dry hay. It, it was really like unique and weird. But it's interesting though, because like if I you know wrote those notes down, the notes that Toscano like this cigar has is almost like a perfect match because yeah. like you know clove was mentioned. And I'm like, well, that's ironic because that's one of like the few times in a bourbon I could say oh, I get clove out of it. Mm -hmm. So I mean, right off the bat, I can tell you this is going like very well. Yeah, and I'm interested to see what the ice would have done with it too if we were doing that. But it's interesting too, as you know, hearing your notes uh, in, in, on the bourbon side, it's 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 interesting how the palate works and how mm -hmm. the sensories kind of play with each other. Because if you do it again, you might get a little bit of a different thing. Like I'll be honest with you, and it's not just because you said it; it's not just the quote-unquote placebo effect or whatever. I did get more clove on the second when I did mm -hmm. the pairing the second time. So maybe if we do it each 15 times. Who knows? What we'll <laughs> but I mean, it's not going to hurt anybody Challenge to do it. Accepted. You know, no, yeah, it's definitely. Right. It's more than more than nose. I get it. The, the 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 clove. Yeah. Well, and that's and again, the spice, the clove, the spice. You're going to have more in the back of the palate, in mm -hmm. like near the near the throat, the back of the tongue, uh, and up in the nasal cavity. But that brings us to the next part of the pairing too, the cleansing of the nasal palate. Okay. Cleansing the nasal palate is imperative in anything that you do when you want to taste flavor. Not just cigar smoking, but since that's what we do for a living. Did you bring a box of Kleenex with you or something? Well, so this is, I'm going to tell you, <laughs> it, it, it could be it could be pretty detrimental, which is why I always do it first for people to watch. Okay. And right. it, it once every 30, 40 times that I do this, I'm the jerk 
<laughs> that actually <laughs> gets stuff pushed out through his nose when okay. he specifically says, don't let that happen. So hopefully tonight's not one of those. Although I have to tell you, I'd rather it happen now because technically a podcast can be edited, by the way. Keep, it, can know, be. it can it be. It can be. We are live. Uh, we except are for live the ones though. that are live. Yes. You know, yep. th- therefore... <laughs> Pretend this didn't happen if it does happen. but um, Parental guidance. <laughs> <laughs> but no, cleansing the nasal palate's imperative. A lot of cigar smokers always say, yeah, I taste it. I, well, you wouldn't taste it if you had a cold. Why don't, why don't people smoke when they have a cold? Because they can't get the full flavor profile of the cigar. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens when you're sitting in a room and you're smoking with friends. The smoke kind of penetrates your nasal, ca- your nasal cavity, and it's not something. It, it, it taints it. You, gotta really, mm-hmm. you have to cleanse it. So in order to do that... <clears throat> Now that I said it, it's going to okay. happen. You know All that, right? right? Yep. So, yep. Can we have a glitch in the camera real fast when yep. I do this Not, the first yep. time? Uh, we're zoomed in. All right. Um, <laughs> the exact opposite. This is wonderful. So to cleanse the nasal palate, we're going to take a little. Now let me show you. We're going to take a little sip of the, the bourbon. Mm-hmm. We're going to tip our head forward so we don't aspirate. We're going to suck air over the alcohol and blow the air. This is the important part. Blow the air, not the alcohol, out of our nose. So I'm going to do it once. Okay. Let's, then we're going to take a nice works. big puff of the cigar together. Does everybody retrohale up here? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So we're going to retro, and then we're going to cleanse the nasal palate, okay? So watch okay. what I do. Yep. Hopefully it doesn't happen. Okay. Yeah. And now the nasal cavity is clean. Okay. So you take the air over it and blow the air, not the alcohol, out your nose. You're looking at me like it's yeah. This is gonna be right. fun. This could be dirty. Anybody have napkins? Dave, don't don't do this. I'm not. So before we do that, <laughs> I got a stuffy nose, so I'm out. <laughs> before we do that, let's go ahead and take a puff okay. of the cigar and retrohale. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Delicious. All right, let's cleanse the nasal palate. Here's to you guys. Good luck. Okay. Don't forget to tip your head forward. That's it, huh? That's it. And then take a puff of the cigar. And retrohale this time. It does intensify Oh, wow, the... yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. Thanks for not giving me more work. <laughs> <laughs> See, now but, I'm getting like a really strong hickory yep, finish. Yeah, I am too. Yeah, yep, you absolutely. will. You will. A hundred percent. Like a little bit of maple. So that's the. It, I, I love. So I do this for a living. So when I say it, everybody's like, "Yeah, that's right." But when somebody who doesn't do Toscano for a living says that you get clove and hickory and chocolates and it just makes my heart happy because i know i'm not full of it when when other people tell me that they actually taste that i know i'm not full of it and it's really awesome to hear other people when they do pairings say you know what cap you really do get that specific note Mm -hmm. and um you know it's just toscano in general i don't know what it is about toscano but toscano in general seems to and, and maybe i have a bias but it really seems to it's, it's probably because of the power of the tobacco itself. Because mm-hmm. Toscano tobacco is a higher nicotine tobacco to begin with. Right. Um, and we could get into all that moving down the line here. But I, I really think it plays really well with really powerful drinks like this one. Mm. Well. And this is the first time in my career working with Toscano that an alcohol was intensified by smoke and vice versa. Mm. I've never said, like, usually it, it nullifies it or really changes it. It's 
This is something special. You got some 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 special stuff in that. Isn't it, you like this pairing? I love it. Yeah, I love it. Paul, what are you getting from the pairing here? What well, happens to the cigar with the pairing? Absolutely, gets that nice sweet chocolate. I think it does. But it but, but it's funny since we did what Michael just did mm -hmm. as far as cleansing the nasal passages. I'm getting that hickory note on the retrohale big time. Mm -hmm. And I, I did it before without the without cleansing. Yep. Got a subtle notes, but that hickory note really came through That's really shine through in the retro yep absolutely but i'm still getting this sweeter sweet, yep, sweet this chocolate sweeter yep. note whether it's a you know a sweet oak or a sweet cocoa you know i could i could see it going both ways yep. or maybe both are there yep. so, so i have a question for you mike sure so you know with with the scano cigars this size yes um you can literally cut this in half and call with what i guess what they call friendship cigars. Yes. You can share this with a friend. Yes. Does the size of the cigar matter in terms of the flavors that you're going to get out of it? So mm -hmm. in other words, we're smoking these uh, without cutting them. Yes. Or if in we... Italian, alla marimana. Alla marimana. Alla marimana. Alla marimana. And I mean, there you go. Yeah, we'll just go with that one. But seriously, <laughs> that, is <laughs> okay. that is seriously what it's called. So right? if we were to cut this, yes. would we still be getting the same flavors from it? Would, would it be more intense? Would we, would, what would happen? So it'll be more intense because when you look at a Toscano cigar, it's truncated, right? So right. The, bo the, the body of the cigar is right in the middle of the cigar. Okay. So as you start to smoke a Toscano alla marimana, you're going to get different notes in the first third just like with any other cigar but in yep. particular with toscano because there's not as much tobacco yep. and it's a different burn okay so then as you approach the middle where the burn really opens up and the and the the pole even opens up a bit it's going to change the cigar completely and what we always say in, in when smoking toscano if you really want to know what toscano cigar you're smoking from the very beginning cut it in half and smoke it because okay. you get the immediate hit of the crux of the cigar right in the middle of it when okay. you cut it in half. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Good. All right. So, Pat, what are you thinking of the pairing? Do you th do you agree with Paul and I that it, it changes this into a, a much sweeter cigar? Yeah, so with the bourbon, it's definitely like, I think that hickory note to me is kind of evolving into like more of like that kind of like wood and like kind of like that maple type flavor on the palate. And then through the finish, I'm getting like that kind of like subtle bitter like freshly ground espresso. So it's not quite like this earthy note, but it's kind of like this really nice espresso note through the finish. I like that. I like it a lot. I mean, I got caramel and chocolate on that yeah. last draw. Mm -hmm. I really did. And I know the caramel is probably coming from the, from yeah. the liquor, but I mean, I'll tell you right now that that sweet chocolate is right there. Well, the more we're talking about chocolate, well, the more it is starting to started. seem like it's starting to <laughs> really come to fruition. No, I'm not kidding. Yeah. It really is. And, yeah. and again, it's it's that's characteristic of Toscano too. Those natural, earthy uh, tones. But we, we we have one more part to the pairing, if I have okay. time. Yeah, we, uh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the last part of the pairing is kind of the most fun for most people because they look at me like I have five heads until they do it, and they're like, mm -hmm. "Oh my god!" So we're gonna smoke the alcohol. Okay. This should change the alcohol completely, too, mm -hmm. beyond belief. So let's just take a little sip of the alcohol yep. right now. Mm. I know it's a tough job. I'm really sorry. I could do that all night. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. That's not just blowing smoke. Okay. All right. So now let's go ahead and, boy, that is that that really is something it's, special. It's, it's fantastic. That is something special. It's, right now, it's my favorite single barrel that we have at mm. Twins. Agreed. I would agree. 
Okay. I'm okay. waiting for my, my bosses to watch this and they go, Were you there to sell Toscana or the, the whiskey and, and bourbon? Last night? I need to understand better what the. Uh, yes. What, what's going Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, yes. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Okay. All right. So let's go ahead and smoke the, uh, the alcohol now. So we're going to take a nice big puff. Yep. And when we do, you're going to bring the glass up and you're going to gently release the smoke into the glass. You don't want to blow into the glass because what will happen is it'll just bounce and come right out. So watch what I do and then you guys can do it too. And then you're going to cover it immediately. Pick it up off the table. Mm -hmm. Give it a little swirl. And when you do that, if you swirl it enough, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten times, mm -hmm. the smoke almost looks like it's taking a little bit of a caramel color to it. That's because the smoke itself is starting to react with the alcohol. Mm -hmm. You're going to very gently remove your hand. And when you do, almost make a twist thing so the smoke stays on the bottom. And then you're left with this cauldron-like thing, right? Yep. So let's go ahead and tilt the glass and gently rotate it so the smoke touches all sides of the glass. Okay? Okay. Make sure the smoke is still in there and take a little sip. Oh, wow. That's Ooh, my favorite. Oh, God. That's just, it's my favorite. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. That's it's, it's, really it's, good. it's not even the same same liquor. Nope, anymore. not no, at all. Not even nope. close. Nope. There's no potency to it, but the flavor profile became more complex. The 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 sweetness is there, but it's not as extravagant oh, wow. as it was. Yep. There, it's 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 really it's something. I taste more of the caramel notes that you were yes. saying. Yep. I really do. I taste more of the caramel, and as the smoke and the alcohol sit on the palate. That chocolate comes, that that, mm -hmm. that dark chocolate, that dark 90% yes. cacao comes yeah. to full, full mm -hmm. fruition. Oh, wow. It's really something. That's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to do this all the time now. Yeah. You, guys well, thought, no. you guys thought I was so stupid blowing the smoke into the glass before, huh? Oh, no, it's a real thing. I just didn't know it. This is it's, it's, <laughs> The funny thing is, is there was, a, there was a shop down in Georgia that I did an event at, and we did this. And then about six months later, a couple of weeks ago, I was down there, and I walk in, and all the guys are in the back blowing the smoke in their drink, and they're going like this. And I walk in, and I say, oh, what are you doing over there? And they're like, yeah, this is this is a thing now. Whenever we're together playing poker, this is a thing. So, And it'll continue to change. It'll continue to change. The more that the alcohol content drops, like the actual amount of alcohol in the dro glass drops, uh, the different flavors are going to come out it's really it's it's a lot of fun you can really have a lot of fun with this plus it's cool looking mm -hmm. around halloween this mm. is conversation starter do you feel like harry potter yeah mm. they have that new movie coming out they do the secret to dumbledore i saw that i'm actually interested in seeing it i'm not a big harry potter guy i read the books mm -hmm. my wife is sitting home laughing if she's watching telling me that i really didn't read the books but i did would you just listen to them on audible or something also but the, you know, <laughs> uh and i watched all the movies too so i'm interested to see this new movie we'll see what happens so do you guys think what do you think about the pairings do you think this is going to be a hit tomorrow oh or? absolutely oh, man. Yeah. oh yeah They're when, in for a when treat. paul and i tried this sure. we just looked at each other and we knew yeah this yeah. this was going to be amazing and it was it was going to be a great way to get people excited about Toscano. It was going to be a great way to get people to be excited about the, the bourbon. It, it was win-win all over Absolutely. the place.
Um, so, Cap, t- you know, let's let's while well, we're smoking and drinking here and love it, smoking and drinking and drinking and smoking and mm-hmm. smoking our drink. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, who is who is Cap? Oh God, uh, are there any cops watching this show? That's the important <laughs> thing. I gotta see. <laughs> Actually, there is. There probably is. Yeah, there. Uh, right over there. Yeah, okay, there. <laughs> What's that here? This isn't, this isn't actually recorded, right? We're good. No, I'm just kidding. So, yeah, I, I was blessed with being given the opportunity to be Manifattore Sigaro Toscano's brand ambassador almost five years ago already. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy how time, time flies by. Um, my family, my father's family is from Umbria, mm-hmm. which is north central Italy. Mm-hmm. My mother's family is from Calabria, which is southern Italy. So I grew up in a household that pretty much mostly spoke only things Italian. Okay. Uh, I was blessed to grow up in a very close-knit family where Sunday dinners are like, you know, that one. There's not many stereotypes that I appreciate about Italians, but this is one of them. Mm-hmm. The whole being together on Sunday, twenty. That's 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 definitely something that came to fruition in my life and has kind of... Is that built, continued? Built, oh, yeah, 100% still. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, with those that are still remaining with us, or almost every Sunday when I'm not traveling, we're, we're together. There's no question. Um, I live right outside of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I just got married on New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve? New oh, Year's congratulations. Eve. Congratulations. Yep. Congrats, man. Yep, to the love of my life. She's fantastic. She paid me to say that, so I'll get... We you know, have it on tape now. It's, in, it's on tape now. It's on so. tape now. No, kidding aside, she's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and I'm really happy to be where I am in life with her. Uh, this job has opened up so many opportunities, not even professionally, but to have the opportunity to talk to people and meet new people mm. every day. There's not many jobs or really many things that happen in life that afford you the opportunity to sit with a group of complete strangers. Right. Some doctors, some janitors. Yeah. Oh, totally. And be on the same playing field no matter what. We've talked about it this does on not the show matter. Yeah, absolutely. It does not matter what you do, mm. your walk of life, what you believe in. When you sit down and you light up a cigar, mm-hmm. it changes the perspective on the world. It's totally true. It's one of the things we all love about this. It's business. it's really it's it's something incredible because I'll tell you I didn't see myself being see it's the Italian thing knocking the microphone off that like the, the poor people listening they're hearing thump after thump, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know the, the 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 whole thing with with this I never saw myself being in the tobacco industry to be honest with you. What did you see yourself being in? I don't know. You don't know. It wasn't the tobacco industry at first. Meats. It maybe. Maybe. I mean, my, my great-grandfather was a butcher, so that's... Okay. You know, did you know that? Did I tell you no, that? No, no, I never that. It was that. impressive. That was good. That was See? Good. good guess. Thanks. No, but I, I really don't know, and I'm just really happy that, mm-hmm. that I've been guided toward this. It's really been, been just a fantastic opportunity to get to know people, uh, understand every walk mm-hmm. of life, because like I said before, you could sit in this... I mean, you do. You guys do. Mm-hmm. You see it. People yeah. walk through that door from every walk of life imaginable. And everybody sits down and they feel comfortable to tell their story. And that's something beautiful that's not around anymore. Now, it may be a little too early to, to tell. You know, you may still be in the, the honeymoon stage. Very yeah. But how's, how's married life treating you? You know, everybody asks that. It's the same as single life. Um, I knew what I was getting into with her two weeks in. She, she's the reason we, she forced me to take her on a date. So I knew at that <laughs> point I had no control whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, here we are. Almost four years later and four months into marriage and mm-hmm. things. I mean, hey, I'm still married. That's good. That's a good sign. It's a good sign. Four yeah. months is a good sign. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, but but it's been four years and four months? Yeah. Yeah. So you started you started going out around the same time, like New yeah. Year's Eve? No, it was a little bit before that. It was um September actually. It was September. All right. 
Yeah, September 22nd is actually the day of our first date. Ooh, you remember. I do. That gets you points. Well, let's see. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> when, I get, when I get home for Easter, we'll see. We'll see if I got extra chocolate in the basket or not. Right. I don't know. All right. Now, you got this this job being brand ambassador for yes. Toscano. Five years. Yeah, almost. Right? Almost, almost five yeah. years. What exactly is a brand ambassador? When I find out, I'll tell you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, brand ambassador, my position's really awesome because I'm able to, the crux of what I do is going into different retail locations, some that have carried Toscano for a while, like mm -hmm. you guys, right? or other new shops that are just taking Toscano in, mm -hmm. and I go and I do events, and I help explain the history of Toscano. I kind of touched on that a little bit before. Right. Not a lot of people are are, are fortunate um, in having such a storied tradition behind what they sell. This is 207 years of history. There are not many places that can no, say that. No, 1815 was the very first time a Toscano cigar was, was rolled. And then on top of that, you have the fact that so many famous people throughout the culture of the entire world have smoked this cigar and mm -hmm. it's bonded friendships we have a, a cigar we're going to smoke later the toscano garibaldi it's called that because giuseppe garibaldi the hero of two worlds the guy who un unified italy he and vittorio manuele met in the middle apparently cut this cigar in half and smoked it together mm. and that was the second that the italian peninsula was unified it's really, there's so much behind it. Mm. So to have the opportunity to have these stories to tell as brand ambassador, it makes my job really easier. Mm -hmm. But my, the crux of what I do is going into retail locations, communicating face-to-face -face with people and getting them to understand the true power behind Toscano. So is is your, uh, do you cover the entire United States? I do. I For the brand ambassador side, I do. Yes, we have quite a few territory managers. As I mentioned, Brian's the one up here. Mm -hmm. uh, so they do a lot of the... <laughs> It's funny. Without them, we'd be nothing. But, uh, you know, r really, I mean, I, that's not just me. It, it's it's really, we have a good team. And they're the ones that fight day in and day out and hit the road to make sure that people start to try Toscano. And then I'm the one that comes in and just kind of tells people what, what it is. You know, give them an experience. And we kind of, we have this conversation often that Toscano, we like to provide everybody who grasps or touches one of our cigars an experience. Mm. It's not just here, smoke this and see what you think. We got to get them to feel the 207 years of history, to understand what it is to smoke that stick, for them to grasp that each and every stick is, is, is rolled to perfection by people who have been you know, there the are 40 female cigar rollers that were the first female labor movement that worked arm in arm during the worst times in the history of the world right. to create something that brought joy to a group of people in Italy that then eventually grew to be entwined in every aspect of the Italian culture that exists. And now to see that starting to happen little by little here in the United States, mm. it's, it's really, it, it's a personal connection that I... I'm just really proud I have the opportunity to, to have. You want to talk a little bit about this story? I could. That, yeah. 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 Is everybody still awake that's watching? Because yeah. if they're not, they're going to fall asleep now. I'm going to No, I'm just, again. No, he's not going to fall asleep. This is, this is really interesting stuff. Yeah. So I, Toscano, the short, the short version is, because I also don't want to give out a lot if there's people watching that will be at the event tomorrow. But mm -hmm. the short version is, is Toscano started in 1815. I call it, we call it, Toscano historians call it, the great disaster. Yeah. <laughs> because literally, we had harvested a bunch of tobacco from uh, Kentucky, Tennessee seed, what yeah. is now known as Kentucky, Tennessee. 
Uh, and before we were able to take it in, a massive rainstorm came and soaked our tobacco. So the majority of tobacco companies would be like, yeah, this is going to not be good, so we're mm -hmm. going to throw it out. But thank goodness that the tobacconists back then were a little bit more optimistic. Mm -hmm. And uh, they let it sit in the sun for X amount of days. The tobacco stank. Natural ammonia took over. Right. It's like the natural fermentation process. And uh, they had to somehow make this tobacco pliable. So one of the tobacconists had a barn that they cleared out. They put strings over it. They draped the tobacco over those strings, lit a fire of natural wood underneath. And that was the day in 1815, August of 1815, that Manifatori Sigro Toscano tobacco was born. And now it's probably one of the most stories and honestly uh, worldwide well-known brands, mm. which is pretty something. It's, 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 it's incredible. Our story here in the United States, though, although we're new and only since, you know, really mass distributed uh, in, since 2015, uh, if you remember, it was initially Miami Cigar Company that mass distributed it. Right. And uh, now we are we distribute internally via our American subsidiary, Avanti. Uh, you know, we've had our place in American cinema for decades. Clint Eastwood smoked it in the Spaghetti Westerns. Mm -hmm. Marlon Brando smoked Toscano. Uh, Andrea Bocelli, Colombo. There, there's... You know, Garibaldi, there's Puccini, all of these Italian composers and politicians and powerful people throughout the history of the world have smoked Toscano. So that's another interesting facet about this. Like every, a lot of powerful people have smoked Toscano or uh, cigars, right? Mm -hmm. But there's actual cigars named after, just like the Churchill. Yeah, like you're, yeah. You're, you feel like you're sitting in a chair smoking history. Yeah. And it's just such an, a crazy sentiment and a crazy feeling as, as you're doing that. Yeah. It's, it's one of the things I love about the brand. You know, the, there's a, there's a, a, a pipe tobacco brand that I love, uh, uh, Gawith Hogarth, that, that's been making tobacco, you know, a, again, for almost 200 years, you know, well, a little bit more than that. Um, but the, I mean, it's the same process yeah. on the same machine. Yeah. And yeah. just just knowing that history makes yeah. you want to smoke the stuff. And so when you hear that, you know, with the you know on the spaghetti westerns that 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 uh, Clint Eastwood was in, this was this was a cigar that he had rolling around in his mouth, literally. You know, yeah. that, that people automatically want to try it yep. just because of that. Yep. Just because of the history. Well, and it's funny because I I said earlier I touched on it earlier. Ninety percent of the American consumer won't go into a cigar shop and say, oh, I want I want that cigar that looks yeah. like that. Uh, Clint was the same way. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to smoke the cigar. Sergio Leone was a big T Toscano smoker, and mm -hmm. history says that he almost like forced Clint Eastwood to smoke the cigar, yeah. and it became symbolic of who Clint Eastwood is. So, again, that I guess you could call that the second greatest disaster, yeah. if you think about it, because they literally forced him to do something he didn't want to, and now it's the most iconic picture that exists Serious. in American cinema. But, you know, one of the best things about being the brand ambassador for MST, Manifattore Sigro Toscano, is I'm able to help stimulate two economies that mean the world to me. Mm -hmm. You know, the American, about 30% of our tobacco comes from Tennessee and Kentucky and the surrounding farms that we have down there. Uh, and the rest comes from five different regions in Umbria, or in, in Italy, Umbria, Toscana, Lazio, Campania, and Veneto. Okay. Those are the five different regions. And just like wines and olive oil, each mm. region produces a different flavor, different profile, different strength tobacco. Now, why dark-fired Kentucky? Why was, why was Kentucky brought over there and not, I mean, so you think about, you think about cigars, you think wrapper binder filler, yep. you think these nice yep. Cuban things, yep. and... And here, Toscano for 200 years is producing these, basically what cheroots, right? That's they're a cheroot style. They they're are. a cheroot yes. style. Yeah. And and 
you know, it's it, dark fired. It's 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 pipe tobacco. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's that's why so many pipe smokers mm-hmm. in the U.S. and around the world tend to like Toscano. Toscano. Yeah. Because it has the same flavor profile, the right. same strength, the same characteristics characteristics of uh, pipe tobacco. So you know why why do they use that particular? It's still not a hundred percent known in history. Mm-hmm. There were leaves like back in the day before they started to cultivate tobacco in Italy. There were leaves that were brought over from the United States to Italy, um, and from that the seeds were planted, hence producing the hybrid that is Toscano tobacco now. Mm-hmm. Um, the tobacco itself, uh, is, as I said, fire cured here in, in the U S we use sawdust with notes of hickory, which is why you get that hickory molasses flavor in Italy. Every four hours, they're stoking the fire with massive pieces of oak wood to ensure that the proper Mm -hmm. oak sensations in every leaf that the fermentation process is the same as it was back in the old days, Mm -hmm. literally water. That's it. Nothing else touches it, but water. Uh, and, uh, the way, the reason we look how we do is, is because, the story, they had to get rid of the tobacco somehow, some way, so they rapid re- rapidly rolled these cigars, and this is what was produced. Mm. And something that's so rustic, and I'll never call it ugly. I'll always say rustic, or artsy, or earthy, or anything Ooh, but Rustic. Ugly. Rustic. Rustic is good. Yeah. Uh, these cigars were produced, and it ended up, everybody ended up falling in love with these in, in Italy, and that's kind of how Toscana was birthed. Mm. Is, in your mind... Is this a premium cigar? Yes. Why so? Why do you say yes? Well, a couple reasons. Number one, the stock position of the tobacco. Okay. It's mostly Lajero and Viso tobacco. Top top three primes is what to- Toscano tobacco comes from. Right. Uh, also, there's no real definition of a pre- premium cigar, so let's start there, which is mm-hmm. why there's so many discussion as to what is, what isn't, etc. But Toscano itself is, because of the prime itself, our... Our process of fire curing and fermenting the tobacco, and just the the work that goes into each and every Toscano that's rolled. Mm. It just really, and honestly, they speak for themselves. Don't take my word for it. You guys are up here smoking them too. As you, do you think it's a premium cigar as you're smoking it? I would say this is a premium. Yeah, this cigar. is a premium. I would yep. say it's a premium cigar. Yep. And, and you know, I one of the reasons I I asked that question is, you know, uh, this cigar was reviewed on a particular site and and i won't say who it was because i don't want to be that guy but because it didn't have the wrapper binder filler right you know in their mind it wasn't a premium cigar right because it didn't have those three parts right. this is a wrapper and then filler right right it's correct and it's exactly what it is. but to me something that is harvested by hand Cured by hand, rolled by hand. That's that's to me what produces a premium cigar. Right, right. It is. It, it it's a it's a handmade, hand designed, you know. Product. It is, and and you know even on top of that, when the tobacco gets to our Foyano plant for for the the first look and the quality control in Tuscany. I mean, the work that goes into it to ensure that every leaf is perfect, it's, it's, it's unreal. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to explain that to people who haven't seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but seeing it firsthand and then having been afforded the opportunity to go to the farms in Tennessee and talk to the elder generation to where they came up to me and said, because of your company, mm-hmm. we've been able to feed our families for 80, 90, 100 years. Like, do you know what that does to the soul? 
Never yeah. mind just just because it's a cigar. Do you know what that does to the soul mm. to have somebody say to you, "You're." I mean, it surely wasn't me. I've only been with the company for five years. Thank you for attributing it to. to but it, Toscano is so much more than tobacco, mm. and the story, the history, the love, the passion behind each and every one of these, to me, is what makes it a, a premium cigar. Mm-hmm. And as a, a first-time Toscano smoker sits back and smokes it, and the head goes up and down like this, and they look at it in complete disbelief that this is actually what they're smoking, that's what makes it premium. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. How many cigars does Toscano sell in any given year? So that's a great question. It, it We've had quite a few great years uh thus far uh the latest data that we have was 216 to 218 million sticks a year that's a lot of sticks that's a lot of that's a lot of cigars that's a lot of cigars that's a lot of cigars and to that point our female cigar rollers who i said our territory managers here in the u.s we are we're nobody without them but we are no one absolutely non-existent without the 40 female cigar rollers who roll 520 cigars per day per roller in the Luca factory in Tuscany. Wow. Are they nuns? They are unbelievable. And, you know, people, I get that question a lot. Like, what are they like? The happiest, easiest go going people you'll ever meet in your life. It's like you give them a million dollars. I'm sorry I keep touching my headset. It's because my hair it keeps falling down of on me. Of course it's your hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, um, it, it, they're really they're, they're incredible people. And when you think about their story, too. Mm. Of the 40, probably 85 to 90% of those women come from lineage Toscano cigar rollers. Mm-hmm. Their great-grandmothers rolled cigars in 1815, and now they're rolling it in 2022. Carrying on that tradition, after 18 months of apprenticeship, not even touching the tobacco, but watching it and seeing how the process goes, it's, it's really... You could tell I like what I do. I can. Because I just think this product is something that... In the Amer- and maybe I'm ignorant for saying this, but in the American consumer, for the American consumer, if you don't have a Toscano every once in a while or in your rotation, you're missing out on something huge. Mm. One of the biggest reasons is you don't have to humidify the cigar. Mm. There's no need to humidify Toscano because of the fermentation and the fire carrying. Mm. These could stay out of a humidor for two years. That's incredible. I mean, you know. It's- yeah. Now, we're, we're about to come up on our first break here. Yeah, you have to tell me to be quiet. What's- What's our final thoughts on the Ducendo and the uh, pairing? Ducendo. Duecento. Duecento. Well, I will agree that, uh, like we talked about, Dan, it started off as a unsweetened chocolate, which turned into a more of a sweeter chocolate with the drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but to get a lot of that nice hickory smoke flavor mm-hmm. um, from the cigar, both on the palate and on the retrohale. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's uh, just have been a phenomenal cigar. What a great pairing, too. And again, th- in what you just showed us too about smoking the glass um, to, to change the the, uh, the high west for us, mm-hmm. um, but also the different ways of of, of cleansing the the uh, nasal passages so we can get a little bit more of that hickory flavor from the cigar. Um, that was really phenomenal. So thank you. I think it's been a phenomenal pairing, phenomenal cigar. I agree with you, Pat. Do you agree? Yeah, and I think one of the of course you agree. <laughs> he concurs. One of the unique things about like I cigar smoking that I look for is whenever I smoke something, I always Google, you know, like, <laughs> well, I, I go on that the web. That is the last thing you should do. Well, I, I look up the cigar and I read into it, like what, what you know, the blend, if there's any backstory to it. Mm-hmm. 
And I think, you know, a lot of diehard cigar smokers kind of have like some kind of a tradition that they do for that experience. And I will say that like this is the first time I think I've actually smoked Toscano. I think a former employee definitely got me to smoke. I forget if it was a Toscano or not, but I, I think this is probably the first time I've had one. And it is a unique experience. I mean, even like from removing it from the cello, you have that little kind of band in the middle. You peel off, you take both, both ends off, you don't have to cut it. It's a unique shape. It's, you know, it's fire cured. So the, the entire, it's a unique experience that you, you know, I haven't had in the cigar before. And then all the history behind it is something that I look at when I'm smoking. So it, it's very unique and rich to kind of hear the background, the history of it when you're smoking it. And then, you know, like the cigar also speaks for itself. Like it has a really nice flavor. It's unique flavor because it's fire cured. So it's like those notes I get out of this. So notes that, you know, I haven't really had in a cigar, like the hickory flavor. I've had clove before, but it's like a very prominent clove. It's like very floral. And then with the high west, I mean, I don't think there, I, there could be a better pairing for it. I mean, yeah. there, there could be probably, but from what we have and what I've had in the past, like this is like perfect. perfect Every, everything pairing. that goes with it is just Capital very P. complimentary. And, you know, I don't think it takes away from the cigar at all. I think they both enhance each other. And, like, you know, with the first phase of the tasting we did, doing the drink, cigar, drink, and then cigar, drink, cigar, it, it enhanced both of them. And it's yep. a very noticeable difference. And like the different rotation from drink to smoke changes it you know and it's i think it's very unique and it was very enjoyable dave is there anything you want to say what do you say after that <laughs> um I'm, I'm crazy over the hickory like the the change of you know adding the smoke to the to the drink and stuff like that this is definitely like this is my favorite pairing so far this year this is awesome nice definitely yeah. my favorite pairing too it's great it's all right we're going to take a little bit of a break and we'll be right back with the cap right after this <laughs> i love it all right, everybody, we're back. Thanks for hanging in there. And uh, now we are smoking what? The Toscano Garibaldi. The Garibaldi. The Toscano Garibaldi is composed of uh, mostly southern Italian tobacco from Benevento and Campania. This particular cigar, you're going to get very nice oak flavors to this cigar with hints of natural sweetness. And the reason that that happens is, is the soil that the tobacco is harvested in Right. falls within the shadow of Mount Vesuvius. So oh. they say after the initial eruption, it really neutrified. I don't know if I just made that word up. It sounds great. So neutrified. we're going to it. it literally neutrified the soil, and that's why this tobacco produces such a different flavor profile than the others. Okay. I'm just going to comment on it before I light up. Yes. The, the core draw of this cigar smells or tastes the way that, like, if you go to a fair and you have one of those, like, wood shop guys doing, like, the live saw cutting like that like sawdust kind of smell. live saw cutting 50 cents y ever been to a fair <laughs> all right so th this is a perfect Ooh. option to say i take that as a compliment because i get it mm -hmm. it's almost like the 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 burnt smell of the wood from them cutting it i get mm -hmm. it i'm in i agree 100 yep. percent. all right so what do you want us to do uh do you want us to just start lighting well up? you know what do we have normal cutters up here that we could cut that we could show our, our viewers how to cut a Toscano in half? Sure. So yep. Toscano, as we said earlier, in Italian, we call this cigar Il Sigaro della Macizia, or the Cigar of Friendship. And what you could do is, if I was had a Toscano and you did not, yeah. Yeah. I could get the cigar right in the middle, cut it. You'll notice the cigar itself doesn't peel, doesn't fall apart. Right. Barely anything comes off the cigar. Mm-hmm. 
That is what it is to cut a Toscano cigar in half. You do not want to cut a Toscano cigar in half if it's been out of your humidor for a while, though. And I'm do you want to keep your cigars in, in your humidor? Great, I was hoping you'd add. That's kind of why I said what I just okay. said. It's a good segue. Um, I have half of my Toscano in a humidor. Okay. And the other half out of the humidor. The ones in the humidor are usually the ones that I use for a shorter smoke because I'll cut it in half. Mm-hmm. If you le- if you cut if you try to cut a Toscano in half that's outside of your humidor, it may be a little too dry, and what could happen is is the wrapper will crack. Okay. Which can then change the cigar a bit. Ninety percent of the time, Toscano will rectify itself anyway. Okay. With just a little touch up. But here, as you saw, it's a perfect cut. Right. It's a perfect cut. By the okay. way, great lighter or cutter. I mean, that was good. That was good. So that's the answer to that. And it also changes the flavor profile, too. Right, because we're starting at the power of the And cigar. one that's been, these were humified for a little bit. These I just took them out of my, my humidor that I have at my house to bring up uh, for you guys. You could feel it in comparison to the Duecento. It's a little mm-hmm. bit more humidified. Yep. There's a yep. little bit more humidity yep. to it. You could feel the cigar. So are we, are we cutting this? Cut it in half. All right. And while you're doing that, I'll tell you something. Because I just heard you say, you know, do you think Pop smokes these cigars, etc.? My my nonno, I just I, I always talk about it. My my nonno just passed away mm. in October, and uh, he was a big Toscano smoker. My other grandfather, not so much, mm. but my nonno, a hundred percent. And nonno always used to tell the story. He used to say to me all the time when he found out I was working for Toscano. He said, "You know, we call this el siglo de la amicizia, the cigar of friendship." Okay. In Italy, trust between two men is when they walk arm in arm and discuss the world's problems, but true friendship is found between those two same men when they cut a Toscano cigar in half and share it. So that alone kind of brings to the forefront the power behind Toscano cigar and how much it's entwined and entrenched in the Italian culture. In the Italian culture. All right, so are we lighting this up right away? Light it up. Light it up, light it up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Mm Now, this cigar is going to be completely different than the Duecento. Yes. So without me saying anything, why don't you guys give your synopsis, a synopsis, synopsises? Synopses. Synopses. <clears throat> of what you guys think of the cigar. Mind you, this is my favorite Toscano. Forget about me. Mm. Duecento is a very close second, but the Toscano Garibaldi, because of its lightness, yet complex flavor profile... My favorite cigar. I'll never forget the first one I ever smoked. It's a really distinct floral note to this. Yep. Um, some, you know, almost like a, a, a sweet hay, too. Um, Galetta, I got some woody, mm. bready notes, too. Yep. I feel, you know what? It, it feels like, again, all due respect to the cigar world, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm describing pipe tobacco, mm. which... Which again, Kentucky <clears throat> Fire cured tobacco, we That's find more interesting in, 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 in pipe tobacco anyway. So, mm-hmm. this, wow. there's, there's a there's a great sweet undertone. Yep. Um, a nice gentle spice. Uh, I I do agree with you, Dan. The hay, the wood. There's mm-hmm. a there's an earthy. Uh, uh, it's almost like a buttery component. Mm-hmm. So I always say, regarding Italian Toscano tobacco. There's always a buttery, creamy oak mm-hmm. sensation to the cigar. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And you sense that a lot in the mm-hmm. Toscano Garibaldi. Mm-hmm. 
Um, oh, can I can I cut back to the Duecento for two seconds? Sure, fast? yes. So the Duecento, we were talking off air before. The Duecento, one of the most important aspects of the Duecento that I didn't talk about was its name itself. Duecento in Italian is 200. Okay. So we That's created... I thought, yep. Yes, we created that particular cigar for the 200th anniversary of Toscano. Mm-hmm. It's also 200 millimeters long. Oh, by, I did, that, that explains the length. Yes. Okay. By seven and three quarters... Uh, no, well, no, excuse me, that's seven and three quarters, 200 millimeters, by 46 ring gauge. So it's the mm-hmm. biggest Toscano that we have here in the United States mm-hmm. by far, by far. Because the normal Toscano is a six by 29, 32, 33 right. at the most, you know. No cigar is exactly the same, so the ring gauge changes a little bit. Now, you said something interesting. That was the largest cigar in the United States. Are there larger cigars in Italy? There's one. One. It's called, it's called Il Moro. Il Moro. Il Moro is about this long. Ooh. And it's about that thick. Wow. It's a lot of Toscano tobacco. And it's it's like a collector's item. A lot of people collect them, mm-hmm. and they'll smoke them on their wedding day, a baptism, a birth, something like that. It's a really special marking cigar. What makes it so special? Well, a couple of reasons. Number one, it's size. Yep. Uh, and number two, only specific cigar rollers, which is the same actually for the Duecento too, but only specific cigar rollers roll each Duecento, or uh, Il Moro. Okay. And Il Moro, there's only, I think they only put into production a thousand a year okay. for the entire world. Only a thousand only cigars. Only a thousand cigars a year for the entire world. What, is, what does the name mean? Il Moro, I really, I honestly couldn't tell you where the derivative of Il Moro comes from. Now you gave me homework to do and I'm going to have that mm. answer for you tomorrow. Okay. I will. It's a good question. It, thank you. Yeah, remind, <laughs> remind, remind me to ask that because I, I do I want to know that. Mm. All right. So do you want to do we want you want to guide us through the do we want to do the the chocolate here first? Yeah, we'll or, do the chocolate first, okay. and then we'll go into the bourbon, and then probably guide drink us, more bourbon, and then some more bourbon. Guide us through this process. Sounds good to us. <laughs> Anybody so, else want their two cents on the cigar? What do you guys think? Um. I, I, I appreciate the notes. See, it's like a thinking cigar because there's a lot going on. It's actually it's really very unique. complex. You know? Yeah, and see, I, that's what I said. It's a very complex cigar for as late as it is. Mm. It, yeah, it really is, and it's it's like it's weird because like like on the retro hill, like the immediate flavor you're getting and kind of like that you know finish on the palate that like the sensation you're getting is like this. It, it's very creamy textured. Um, it has this like honey like thick sweetness through the retro hail and then it has kind of like this underlying bitter note like kind of like a lime peel kind of bitter note to it like a citrusy note Mm -hmm. and then through the finish it's like that sawdust i was referring to when i did the core draw is on the finish like kind of like this nice like very subtle spice it's a very unique cigar like Mm -hmm. I, i haven't again like the other i haven't had those flavors in a cigar before could you describe this as like green tea could I personally? I don't I mean, know. I'd I, have to, let me. I'm not like gonna if say I, no. If I drank a green tea with maybe a little bit of of honey or something at, that's that's what this kind of reminds me of. Yeah, I can get that. You can so get are you that, getting the honey get too? That. Yeah. That's pretty interesting. Or, or am I yeah, interesting? That's like code for you're on crack. No, no, it's not. No, I'm telling you, I'll never, I, I say this to everybody because my palate's not the same as yours. Mm-hmm. You're picking up different things that I don't. Now I am picking up the majority of it. Now you're going to make me. It, it, it's interesting because there are, I've had requests, and, and I might start doing it for Toscano. They do it in Italy often, mm-hmm. Toscano Tea Time. Okay. Where they do pair different teas with Toscano. 
when I first started, I remember I was in Italy and we did one. And before we drank it, I was like, "This is the how is this gonna pay?" I mean, I'm not a professional or anything yet, but this is stupid. Not a professional tea drinker. And then I drank it, and I was like, "Oh my god, the, I cannot believe the differential and the complexity in both the tea and the cigar." So mm. the answer probably is yes. All right, we'll see. So, see, I don't think you're. We're on the same page. So I have a question for you. The sure. the is it Garibaldi? Garibaldi. 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 On a scale of one to five, where would you put this? Strength-wise? Yes. Three, Three two, and two the, and, and a half. And the... Duecento? Duecento. Eight, nine. Out of, out of five. <laughs> out of five. Oh, out, out of five. five. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how strong it is. Uh, four and a half. Four okay. and a half, five. All right. So I noticed something, too. Uh, and again, maybe it's because we cut it in half. And yeah. you said that the, the real body and strength of the cigar is going to come when we cut it in half and we really smoke it. Um, the the spice on the retrohale of the Garibaldi is much more intense mm. than any part of the Duecento that I had. I mean, I was I was retrohaling that throughout the whole experience, and I did not get the spice that I got out of this. So it's a great point, and the reason being is is that the Toscano Duecento is aged for a year, so that'll cut down on the spice, whereas the Toscano Garibaldi is only aged for six months. Okay. Okay. The longer you age the Toscano yeah. tobacco, sure. the little, just like any tobacco, not yeah. just Toscano, but in particular Toscano, it kind of cuts back on the, it brings the spice level from a 10 to an 8. I did that purposely. Because... <laughs> <laughs> you know, 5 to a 4? Yeah. Five. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I thought we were, we, were using the, we were using the Italian scale in my mind. I'm sorry. All right, so what do, what do we do with this uh, chocolate Okay, stuff? so much like what we did with the, the, the bourbon, mm -hmm. let's take a puff of the cigar. Okay. Chew a dark chocolate-covered espresso bean. Yeah. Unreal. Before you swallow, take another puff of the cigar. Dark chocolate-covered espresso beans. Nobody's talking up here. Do you not like the pairing? Is that you could tell me? I'm yeah, getting like no. this. It's like this peppermint. Mint. Exactly Mint. right. Exactly right. Wow. It's it's a it's a a dark chocolate peppermint patty almost. Mm -hmm. Really and truly, and that's a lot to do with the roasting of the espresso bean paired with the 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 dark chocolate, the bitterness mm. of the dark chocolate, and the and the power of the. Mm. You you hit it right on. I hope my bosses aren't watching. I might lose my job tonight. But, you know, really, you hit it dead on. That is exactly what you should be tasting. Mm, dead definitely. on. Unreal. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, all right. now, yep. let's do the opposite. Okay. We're going to, what do we just do? Do we just? Cigar, cigar and then chocolate. So now, we're going to do chocolate, cigar, chocolate. So you need two beans for this one. Okay. <clears throat> Try to remember the chocolate. First one, I can't wait to not sleep tonight now that I'm chewing on multiple espresso beans. We all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> Puff of the cigar. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy how it nullifies mm. the smoke itself. Mm. And then another espresso bean. Now, the second espresso bean is not so... Chocolate-centric. No. It's espresso-centric. Yes. Correct. Mm. Yep. It brings the espresso to full fruition. Mm -hmm. And as the chocolate sits, it starts as sweet, 
but then slowly turns to a bitter dark chocolate yep. mm-hmm. as you sit there and let it sit. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't smoke. The, I guess if you put it in a glass, you could. No. but I mean, we could blow smoke you know, on it. But you I could. Don't I don't think it's really going to, yeah. you know. Although it could be something Maybe. we can train. But we could still cleanse the nasal palate. Yes. With the fourth chocolate bean. With the fourth chocolate bean. <laughs> in this segment, my heart rate went from normal to 306, but that's okay. <laughs> I'll be all right. I'll recover. <laughs> All right, so let's cleanse the nasal. Actually, before we do, did you already chew it? No, good. Okay, you, you, yep, retrohale? Yep. yep. Nice spice on that, too. You're oh, right. Oh, yeah. Yep. Chew wow. the espresso bean. As you're chewing it, take some air in over it. And blow the air out your nose. Nice, rich chocolate. Mm-hmm. Take another puff and retro. It enhanced the spice. Oh, God, yeah. It enhanced the spice big time. Big time. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. Was, wow. And I'll get you. Really wow. Good. Yep. That was really good. Yep. Very you'd never, interesting. You'd never think that a cigar like this would have that much complexity and different flavor profile to it. No. It's crazy. It's like after cleansing, you get kind of like that, more of like that like peppermint patty type candy flavor. Like it's more creamy now. The chocolate itself has definitely – I taste more chocolate than I do the, the mint yeah. now at this point. Yeah, yeah. But the retrohale itself, I think it burned whatever was up there right out. So I have no hair left. I was just going to say yeah. that. Yeah, there's yeah. no hair left in the nasal cavity, so that's good. Now, how would, how would we – Well, I think it? why don't we – because we already did all the different – let's just smoke this one. Okay. You want to just smoke this one? Yeah, let's just smoke. Let's it. Let's take a little sip of it because also your 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 palate now is coated in chocolate right. still. So, so we'll taste cleanse. the difference in the alcohol by cleansing it with this. Wow, it's really it's intensified the bourbon yeah, on that one. So yeah, yeah. yep. The definitely. spice is definitely yep. more forward. Spice yep. forward. Yep. 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 All right. All right. So now I'll smoke it. Yep. Smoke the alcohol again. I don't know about for you guys, but the cigar has really that's those citrus notes. Yeah, ramped up. Now remember, slowly remove the hand, let the smoke sit, tip the glass, rotate the glass. And then take a sip. I feel like I'm a witch. (laughs) (laughs) The initial hit on the palate sweet for me. And then that spice in both the cigar and that and the bourbon. Oh my gosh, it's totally different. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. And it hits here. It hits here different too. Yeah. Yeah. It hits here different. Much more of a the burn. Yep. 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 Wow. Again, it's just crazy to think that a, 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 a cigar like this can be so complex and change so many different flavor profiles. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Paul, how, how do you think the, the bourbon changes with that? How did it change with the smoking? Well, like I said, it, 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 well, like we, just you just like Michael just said it. It got a lot more spice up front. It got it, it hit here, 
um, the sweetness of it went away a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. There's a it, different it, it, wood it, it, note it, it, to the to the bourbon now, and I can't place it. So I'm, I'm looking for a. I'm getting more of like there's like a subtle sweetness, but it's kind of like a redwood. Yeah, kind maybe of. redwood. Like something out of Oregon. I got a Sonya, baby. Huge freaking trees. How much redwood have you had? I know, right? The, um, <laughs> it's like a spicier wood. No, I agree. I agree. It's like a sweet kind of wood. Spicy is like a redwood. It's not a pine. No. By any way. No. But it could be maybe a little smoked cedar. Mm-hmm. Would that make sense? A little smoked cedar? Maybe. I got to go, yeah. go chew on some more bark. And then I'll let you guys know. The best was the one day when I was t- I was talking about the Toscano Garibaldi too, because I like to pair this one with the Godfather, which is bourbon and Di Sirono. Yep. And the one day I was talking about after the one step, it really brings out a leather a leather <laughs> sensation to the cigar. <clears throat> and you know, you always have the one guy or, wow. or most usually men, not women, because women are kind. One of the guys in the corner said, "Well, how many wallets have you chewed on this week?" I'm like, "Dude, that's not what I didn't say. I licked or ate my wallet today. I'm just saying that's the the, the, the taste of what leather smells like." Then I tried to explain that to him. It just went south real fast. So I was just, <laughs> I, the I bourbon. Just, I just got up and walked away. Like definitely got more heat to it. Too. Oh yeah, big yeah. time. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. What were we? T- you had a question. Like almost, almost like a a hot cinnamon kind of a thing. There could be a little bit of a, a, a spice. Uh, not getting the hot tamale cinnamon, to, to but the, I could understand. The, yeah. yeah. No, it's, there's it's, definitely it's it's a, a different hot, spice. It's a it's... different spice. That's amazing. I, I wanted to ask about, one. if you have not been, you need to go to the Toscano website. They've got great articles on their history. And one of the things that I really wanted to dig into was the history of the women who worked there and... Uh, Toscano has a really great history of, you know, how the, the predominantly women rollers. They're all women rollers, not predominantly. Right. Well, it, it wasn't at the beginning. It right? was so it was it was it was it was predominantly it was there. No, it was always female cigar rollers from mm-hmm. from day one. Always okay. from day one. We had a lot more. Right. We had. Right. Were, they were talking thousands, thousands of, of cigar rollers. Then the war hit. World War II, mm-hmm. demand went down, production went down. That's actually why we started cutting the cigars in half, not to get away from the female cigar rollers, but for a minute I'm going mm-hmm. to. The reason that they started to cut the Toscano cigars in half was <clears throat> because as demand went down, as I said, so did production. Then the war ended, people wanted their cigars again, couldn't get them, so they started to cut the whole cigars in half and sell them by the half stick to keep up with. And that's where the Toscanello came. And that's well, the Toscanello itself, the the very first aromatic Toscanello, which we're going to finish the night off with, right? right? That's our yep. plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the aroma, the Toscanello aroma cafe, which was introduced in 1993. Okay, so it was well after World War II, but. The uh, the idea of the Toscanello, yes, was yeah, born yeah, the, the right cutting, after the cutting yeah. of, in half. The Amazzato was right after, right after World War II. But yeah, the female cigar rollers. The story, the history is really rich. It's very interesting. I touched on it lightly before, but the female cigar rollers in the Luca factory were the very first female labor movement, equal pay for equal rights. Right. They were being groped. They were working in horrible conditions. They got fed up. They said, we're done. The Italian government said, okay, go ahead. Didn't last too long. And they came back and they won their fight for equal pay to, and equal mm-hmm. rights. 
And then from there, women just dominated. And they still do. Just dominated the Toscana world. Mm. Female, and I get the question all the time, well, why is it just women? Why can't men do it? Really? The, the honest to God, <clears throat> we, we don't have the touch to do it. I tried to roll a Toscano cigar when our cigar roller came to PCA in 2018. Well, I think it was IPCPR at that point. What a disaster. <laughs> what a disaster. An absolute disaster. I didn't think I would be able to have my job after they saw what mm. I did. It's uh, the complexity of what they do and how rapidly they do it. Like I said, 520 on average a day. And on top of that, the friendships mm-hmm. that exist between each cigar rollers. Let's say, you know, you're sick and you only roll a couple, probably not the best example. Let's say you have a family issue and you come in late and you're behind your number. Your friend cigar rollers, the other females will stay in the factory with you and roll your number of cigars for that day until you reach it to ensure that you go home with your full pay and all quotas are met. Doesn't happen very often. That was that was one of the great stories in the, in yeah. the website there. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. And again, it just kind of goes back to the whole thing not to not to consistently talk about it, but you know, because a lot of cigar factories are incredibly impressive. And, sure. And everybody has their own unique story, but you know, maybe it's because I have that direct tie to Italy through my family. It's just it just goes back to that familial mm. friendship type thing that just exudes from everything that right. is Manifattore Sigaro Toscano. Now, you know, you talk about how these cigars are are lo- lovingly rolled and expertly rolled and guys can't do it because their hands are too big or they don't have the touch. And yet, you know, one of the things I, I hear from American guys come in and look at this, they go, this is like an ugly little stick. Mm-hmm. What's What's the... Why is it not just an ugly little cheroot? Well, beauty. I mean, what what's what goes into this? That that uh, you know, you look at the cigar and you're like, "Wow, that looks really like your word was rustic." Yeah, yeah. You know. Well, my 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 response to that a lot of the time is is that beauty lies within the eye of the beholder, mm-hmm. and I think that once the beholder gets to smoke it, their discussion changes completely. Mm. I kind of touched on the whole thought process as to why this is a premium cigar market market right. cigar, right? And, and, and I'll just reiterate those facts. And, mm-hmm. and, and realistically, the amount of time and desire and love that goes into each and every step of the to- Toscano process. I mean, you know, whether it be our cigars that are aged for three months or those that are aged for up to 11, 11 years plus. Mm. It's just every day is ensuring that the cigar is properly aging. It's literally like taking care of a child. It really is. People are probably going to laugh at me for that, but it really is. You have to ensure that each step of the way, this particular cigar is at the right humidity, Hand me that one. the right temperature, every... Oh, this one? Sorry. It doesn't matter which one. The, literally, it's just... It, that's that's what makes it so different, and people look at it at first. First of all, they think that it's going to be a 15-minute smoke, and then right. they use, smoke the whole thing, and it should take you 35 to 45 minutes. Mm. The Toscano Duecento should be about an hour and a half. Yeah. That's it really right. should be about an hour and a half. For those of you who have smoked it up here, you'll know that that's the truth. Um, but, you know, it's just it, <clears throat> the biggest way to describe Toscano's premium asset is, is, is the work that goes into each cigar. Mm. Even though it looks like there's not a lot of work that goes into it, a hell of a lot goes into each and every roll. Well, and you think there's – you said 18 months. Yep. Women would – you watch. Yep. 
how it's rolled. To ensure. Before you ever start to yep. roll. Yep. 18 months. I mean, and then the, the agriculturalists that are in the, in the fields ensuring that the tobacco's growing properly. And mm. then when we snip off the flower before it blooms completely to ensure that the right amount of photosynthesis goes to the top leaves that we use for our wrapper mm -hmm. and, and part of our long fill. And then from there, it goes to the foyano plant to ensure that any imperfections are taken out. To the, to the steps that MST takes to ensure that we're as green as possible and ensure that we're giving back to Mother Earth because without Mother Earth, yeah. we have no tobacco. Right. And that is a big mission statement of MST, which is awesome. Uh, and and, and then, then it goes to the, the, the filtering plants. Then it goes to the fermentation with the natural water that they use. Then it goes to the fire curing where every, every couple hours this fire is stoked to ensure the temperature stays the same and the leaves are rotated to ensure that they get the proper marrone, the, 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 the brown, because uh, it goes through an entire process of, of dark green to dark brown. Every step of the Toscano life is something that takes precision and passion. Mm. And as you smoke a Toscano cigar, the whole thought process is, is the, clear, the clarity and the cleanliness of the ash. It starts as a seed, mm -hmm. grows into a beautiful plant, turns into something that brings great pleasure to, a, to a, 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 a fumatore or a smoker, and then the ash gets put right back into the earth. Mm. That's the cycle that is Toscano cigars. And that's what makes it the premium product that, that, that I hope more people start to see that we are. Totally, totally excited about this. So I have a question that you just uh, Dan mentioned sure. last week, and so if you go to Italy, yes, is it true that you know any cigar that's in Italy, whether it's Toscano or it's a regular Perijo cigar, do they call every cigar Toscano? No. You lied to me, Dan. No. 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 The majority, the um, so Toscano in Italy, Toscano has ninety six and a half to ninety seven percent market share of of, of the cigar market. Literally, I mean, it's ridiculous. If you could name one more company that has that that type of power in their particular, th I, I I'd be shocked. Uh, they do have uh, very limited amounts of other Caribbean, Nicaraguan, Cuban cigars. Actually, most are Cuban, to be honest with you. I'm sure. I shouldn't say no, because I'm sure that when you go in to a tobacconist in Italy they're going to point you to the Toscanos rather than the other cigars because right. that's what they are. So that might be what Dan's alluding to in the fact that that's what they do. Well, over here in, in, in the States, it's kind of like how down south, uh, if you ask for a Coke, you're asking for a soda, not right. a Coca-Cola. Right. Correct. So is, it, is, is that kind of like could it? Be, it could be. That's actually probably the best way. Maybe you can explain it. Uh, but me in particular, I'll be honest, when I'm in Italy, I never look for anything but but Toscano, because there's a lot of blends out there that we don't have here available to us in the U.S. Mm. So, How many other blends? Oh, there's tons. Tons. Tons, tons and tons and tons, and they keep coming out with new ones. We have a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pipeline for Toscano, which no, I'm not going to talk about tonight because we will be releasing it, but we have a lot of fun stuff coming down the pipeline for the American consumer, mm -hmm. uh, so make sure you stay tuned to that. But, yeah, th I hope that answered the question. It's, it's, you know, it may have sounded politically correct, but it's, re it's really that's, that's the case. You know, when you walk into a, a tabacaria in Italy and you look at their back wall, 85 to 95% of the real estate is Toscano. And then the rest is, when you talk about cigars, there's obviously a lot of cigarettes out there too. But Paul, what are you thinking about this uh, cigar here, the Garbaldi? Well, first of all, 
a lot of sweet, woody floral notes out of the cigar mm -hmm. with an incredible retrohale spice. Mm. I've, I'm, I'm just really, <laughs> it's intoxicating. It really mm. is. Um, the drink, That's the bourbon. No, well, the drink, <laughs> however, the drink is smoothing it out. It's, I'm, I'm getting a lot more of a heightened sweet note out of the, out of the mm -hmm. cigar. And it's actually uh, mm. making the drink even sweeter. Yeah. So the so the cigar is making it sweeter. The, the the drink is making the cigar sweeter. It's canceling out the spice in both, um, but it's making that retrohale spice really really rich. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say, Pat, because you haven't smoked a lot of Toscanos before. Um, what what do you think of this? Don't forget, I'm here. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I said, it's unique because, like the like the usually when I smoke a cigar, like I kind of keep my descriptions kind of centralized on what you know your cigar smoker could acknowledge, like earthy, leather, wood. You know what I mean? So it's interesting because when I smoke this, I feel like I can't limit myself to that basic flavor portfolio because of flavors that are so clear in this cigar that just don't match what I traditionally would say I get in a cigar. Mm -hmm. So like the uniqueness and like, the whole experience of it. And then even like the, the cutting it in half, like I w when we were just finishing the first cigar, I, I was getting to near the second third where you have like the bulk of the tobacco. Mm -hmm. So that body really started off like kicking up for me. I got more spice out of it. So like being able to snip this in half and just starting there, like there was no like warming up period, letting the cigar heat up. Like the second I lit it up, you just got a blast of flavor yeah, and it didn't right. take any time yeah, to amazing. get into. Yeah. And it's just very unique. Do you like it? Yes. Would you smoke it again? Yeah. 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 I'll, 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 I'll be yeah. there tomorrow smoking Toscana. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, mm -hmm. to that point too, it, cutting it in half for a uh, seasoned Toscano smoker is a great thing. Mm -hmm. But cutting it in half for the first time for a non-seasoned Toscano smoker might push them away because they get an immediate, immediate smash in the mouth of what Toscano is. Mm -hmm. So for the for an everyday Toscano smoker, somebody who's used to the flavor profile, mm -hmm. you get exactly what you said, Pat. Oh my God, this is it, it started to open up. This is beautiful. But for the first time, Toscano smoker, mind you, myself included. I was like, what the hell is this? What am I getting myself into? I started to turn green after I took the first puff. And I'm not afraid to say that because it really, it's a testament to the product itself because Toscano tobacco, as I said, because of the soil, the nutrient-rich soil, it's higher in nicotine. It, mm -hmm. even, even the tobacco itself, uh, the, the soil that the tobacco is harvested and grown in is a darker, richer soil. And it's for that reason because of the climate. So at nighttime, especially up in Veneto or even Umbria, the temperatures can fluctuate massively. Okay. But that dark soil during the day <laughs> absorbs the heat from the sun and then releases back into the earth to give those leaves and those roots the proper health that they need to produce mm. the perfect Toscano tobacco, mm. which in return increases the tobacco or excuse me the uh, nicotine in the tobacco mm -hmm. which is also enhanced by the the snipping and the uh anti-germination solution that we put on each and every flower to make sure that there's not cross-pollination and cross you know that there's not a hybrid formed through other tobacco or different plants that exist in, gotcha. in, near the fields so 
again, that just goes back to the 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 work that goes into each 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 tobacco plant that we have it. Then I have kind of a random question too. Sure, I hope I'm, I can answer it. I have a see random question. Can, see if I can kind of think of how I want to word it. But so when Toscano was introduced in 2015, yes. You said? So what was like the transition into the American market like? Like I know that you know in America like bigger is better. Like the 60 ring gauges, the big cigars. I know, like, in America, like, everyone uses, like, the jet flame lighters, and if you go, like, out of the U.S., everyone's using soft flames. So, what was the approach to introducing Toscano and trying to, I guess, appeal to that kind of a market? Everything was different. Literally, everything was different. So, I will tell you, we had, it was, it was a double-edged sword. We have had, here in the country since 19, 1901... Uh, an Italian-style cigar with the Avanti and Parodi line. Mm -hmm. uh, Avanti and Parodi cigars were created to almost mimic that of the Toscano and the Toscanello because the Italian immigrants that came over became nostalgic for their homeland, and that was one thing that they were able to kind of replicate in a way. Uh, they're very different products, however. Uh, the tobacco, the stock of the tobacco is different. The aging process, the fermentation, the fire curing, it's all a different process. But we bought the Avanti and Parodi company in 2015 when we came to the United States. So MST actually owns the Avanti and Parodi company outside. Of, shout out to Scranton because that's where I live, uh, right outside of Scranton in Dunmore, the Keystone Industrial Park. And um, that's where we distribute out of now. So we had a little step forward there because some people already knew what an Italian-style cigar was, what Toscano was, etc., for everybody else that you're initially referring, see, I have to soften the blow a little bit to make it to make myself feel better. Um, the, the once we really started to get Toscano out there, it was really the best thing that we could do was get it into people's hands because people were afraid to do, afraid to even try it. They looked at us and were like, "What the hell is that? There's, it's gonna, I don't want it. It's gonna be terrible. It's not a good smoke." In fact, there have been times where I've gone into shops and heard the shop owners cracking up. Now they're laughing because it's, it's, Toscano has become a footprint. We've planted our flag in a lot of shops. Yours, right. one of them. Right. Uh, but there have been many shop owners when I first started that would call me and say, yeah, there's some, I had an irate customer ask me why I'm selling such dry crap to them. So my response is always, can I have that guy's number? Whether or not they give it to me, that's, that's neither here nor there. 90% of the time I'll meet that guy at another you know, when I go and do an event and I go right to him or he'll come up to me and say, yeah, I got one of your stupid cigars. They suck. I said, well, how much did you smoke? I didn't. It was too hard. I said, well, that's what they're supposed to be. Try it. Those are my favorite people at the events. Mm. The ones that say no, I love that. I attack them professionally. I attack them. I want, <laughs> I, I, I want them to smoke the cigar because once they start smoking it, they may not fall in love with it. But they'll say to me, holy God, this actually is not anything what I thought it was. Mm. Did that answer your question at all, or did I just go on a complete tangent that didn't make sense at all? Yeah, no, it's you sure? Yeah, yeah, you could be yeah, honest yeah, if it didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because there's really, it's not, it's not a single, single lane answer that I could give you. It, it took a lot of work, and there's still a lot of work to be done. Everything about Toscano is different. The way you light it, like you, you referenced, cutting it in half. Who the hell cuts a cigar in half? We mm -hmm. do. It's part of our history. It's part of our tradition. Everything that we do, we have to explain, which is why events like these, when, right. when you guys afford me the opportunity to come, it means the world, because we're talking to another set of people that we haven't before. Right. To get them to try something and put Toscano in their rotation. I'm not saying my cigar or Toscano cigars are better than yours. What I'm trying to say is give us a shot, because it's so unique is the word you've used a lot. It's mm -hmm. so different 
that you just might fall in love with it just the same as the rest of mm. them. And from a retailer standpoint, and you could you could all attest to this, doesn't take away from the, the sales in, in your humidor. These are right. add-on sales. These mm-hmm. are the candy bar at the cash register sales. These are the ones that you always get people to buy onto, and then they're like, oh, my God, I want more of those sticks because I was with my buddies, and I left a box in my bag last year, and I opened up my bag and forgot my good my other cigars. One guy tried to tell me good cigars. I was like, yeah, let's start that story over. Uh, <laughs> and and he went in, and he took it out of the bag, and he cut it, and he's like, that was the best cigar I've ever had mm. because I didn't have one at that point. This, mm. is, ex- this is imperative. This mm-hmm. is great. This is a part that I never would have thought of. So mm. let's get to this third cigar. That yeah. We're yeah. going to do. Is that the professional way of saying cap shut up and let's move on? <laughs> um, Affirmative. Yes. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So all the cigars that we're smoking tonight yes. are going to be available at the event tomorrow, tomorrow at Twins. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Paul? Yeah. So tomorrow night from four to nine, um, Sorry, we're going to be having uh Tyler and Mike uh, from Toscano um, and our, we're going to be upstairs in our lounge uh, and we're going to be offering for $20 uh, a four-pack of Toscano cigars with a cutter and lighter and we're going to be highlighting the Doicento and a glass of the, the new 724 High West uh, American Prairie Bourbon um, and Mike and Tyler are going to be each talking about uh, both the Toscano cigars and the High West. And uh, so for $20, come on down. We're going to be uh, there from 4 to 9 in our uh, Londonderry, uh, Londonderry Lounge and Bar. Dan and I will be there. Yep. And uh, it should be a great night. Yeah, we'll have some fun. It's going to be good. And this is one of the cigars in the pack, too. Yes. We're going to be doing. You want to talk to us about this one? This yes. one's different. Than this the is very one. different than the first. <clears throat> How many cigars have we do? It's, it's been, we've been drinking a bit, too. What is it, it? It, this is our third cigar. Third, third. Thank you. I needed help from the audience to tell me how many cigars we've had today. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is our third. So this one is the Toscanello uh, Rosso Cafe Macchiato. Okay. You guys just have to, uh, by the end of the night, you'll be able to pronounce all these words. <laughs> It's, if you say so. There you go. I'll, you're almost Ooh. there. You had like 80% of that. 80%. That was pretty good. This one goes uh, to 80. <laughs> oh, this one, man. 80%. So the, the macchiato is a very different cigar than anything that we have. And the main reason behind this is there's an extra process to this cigar where we add brown sugar to the tip of the cigar. Mm. This is the mm. only Toscano cigar that actually has sweetness to it. Okay. I'm going to be as short as I can with the short cigar here. <clears throat> the 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 uh, Toscanello line consists of uh, six different aromatics. I never use the F word. Mm-hmm. Six different aromatics because ultimately what happens is is when the fire curing process is done, we take food grade food grade extract and add it to barrels mm-hmm. with that filler tobacco. We rotate those ballers ba- ballers ballers. He's been drinking it's okay. barrels <laughs> to actually. You know what the crazy thing is? Is you, you should see me when I've added one too many. It's it's a whole other. I speak in different languages. Mm. You, know, you find out that I speak other languages other than Italian and English. Um, that they're my own languages, by the way. There's no real languages. Okay. Um, so as you're as you're smoking these, you're gonna get just little notes of whatever the aromatic intensity is. So this one you're gonna get sweetness on the tip. Yep. Mm-hmm. But you're also gonna get a very rich, deep creamy coffee we also have the aroma chocolato with his chocolate mm-hmm. aroma vanilla vanilla aroma grappa which is italian moonshine not grape 
Uh, aroma, aroma anice, which is anise or sambuca, and the aroma cafe, which is the normal espresso plus the macchiato. Those are the six. Okay. And the wrapper has no flavor or aromatic to it in any way, shape, or form. This is the only one that has a little bit of sugar on it. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So this is going to be completely, completely different. Definitely get that brown sugar. Oh, so yeah. you get that mm -hmm. brown sugar, and then it there's coffee mm. with this, the espresso? Yep, the espresso, and then almost that creaminess from the macchiato very creamy. itself. Oh, yeah. Very, very creamy sensation. Mm. Ooh, there's a lot of spice with that, too, in the retro. You can smell that, huh? Oh, yeah. God, the retro hill is unbelievable. I know. Ooh, wow. Good gravy. Yeah, the retro hail is really, it mm. almost tastes like a roasted graham cracker or something. Mm. That's actually a really good description, roasted graham cracker. Yeah. Wow. Now, we're not going to go through all the pairings, but you do have to try it with an espresso bean. Okay. Okay. Right. Just this gets the heart rate right up to around 400 after this one here. Go ahead and chew it. And before you swallow the espresso bean, take a puff of the cigar. Oh my God! Is that is that not crazy? That's On the retro hail, I always get what I like to call a roasted s'more. You get almost a little bit of oh. of the marshmallow. Yep. You get the chocolate. You get the graham cracker, and you get that fire cure hint at the very end. That's incredible. Yep. A lot of wow. people are afraid to smoke these because they think they're too flavored, but then right. they actually smoke them, and they're like, "Oh no, it's just a nice little note of it." Pipe smokers mm -hmm. love this stuff. Aromatic pipe smokers love this stuff. Instead of fooling around with your pipe tobacco in the car in your pipe, not that I'm trying to take away from pipe right. because I enjoy smoking pipe. I know this is also a pipe show, so right, I'm not trying right. to take away from it. But, you know, instead of sitting in the car and sometimes dropping your tobacco, all you do is pull Toscanello out of the glove box, you smoke, you, right. you smoke it, and, you, and you're living the dream. And these also don't need humidification like the rest of the Toscano line. Well, it definitely smoothed out the retro hill. There's no question about yeah, it. That chocolate, yeah. that espresso being really, really smoothed out yep. big time. Wow. Kind of crazy the spice that this packs on oh the retro God, hill. Yes, that's right? the that's the best one tonight. Yeah, yeah. It's it's again these things surprise you time and time again. Well, it's interesting because like the thing with flavored cigars that kind of turns me off is like you get like this weird kind of twangy flavor on the finish, but this has that. That sweetness <laughs> on the retro hail on the palate, but through the finish, you kind of you know reland and you get like those more like those natural tobacco notes, like those cloves, kind yep. of like that hay of floral. So it, it's just it's interesting because like it just transitions like right from the palate to the finish, like from a sweetness to like a natural tobacco. Mm -hmm. Oh, marshmallow, big time, dude! You oh, gotta God, you gotta yeah. smoke a glass, <laughs> dude. With that. Oh, smoke okay. a glass. It's it's unreal. Oh, wow. I think I've created monsters up here. Oh, yeah. We'll be doing this every oh. week. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What a difference. We'll be cleansing our nasal passages, too. <laughs> I can't wait for the episode where you spit everything all over. <laughs> 
Am I right? Oh, that's a whole. That's, that's a that's, that's a, whole a whole other beast. That's a whole different oh, thing. Oh man, wait till you have that. That's there. That's that cuts the alcohol down ninety percent. Oh my god! There's sugar to wow. it. Wow! Hints of marshmallow. There's chocolate. Wow! That I, totally, completely changed the bourbon. Oh yeah. my god! It like enhanced the spice on in it in a great way. No, though. it. Wow! Wow! You're gonna have to pass more of the bourbon down. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! That's well, a, Mike, amazing. I think you're going to be invited on the show again. I'm. I'm uh, yeah. I can't wait yeah. for the next one. Paul, what what do you think it did? Well, <laughs> it, it, it blew it, my it, mind. <laughs> it sweetened it up big time for me. Oh wow! I got like a like a really I got like a like a nice sugary. Um. I get marshmallow, no pro, no question, marshmallows in there. And the cigar itself kind of produces a little chocolate. You taste mm, a little chocolate. God, yeah. But this isn't like that saccharine kind no. of sweet. No. Like very artificial. No, toward, what Pat was saying that before, he's like, it yeah. doesn't, doesn't get taste a very like a. Mild vanilla bean. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's like very. Very mild vanilla mm. bean marshmallow. Yeah, vanilla marshmallow. It, it, that burn is still there. Yeah, you know the spice is still there with the bourbon, but it's it's a completely different, different experience. thing. Yeah, and it's a good different thing. Does, does it? Does have any of you had Ben and Jerry's fish food? Yes. No. That's what it Yo. reminds me of. Yeah. It is. Do you, do you think? I really do because See, of the marshmallow, the, fish, the, the marshmallow, the chocolate, the caramel. Like, the Ben and Jerry's fish food has chocolate like the and marshmallow in it. And it, it, it no, I'm telling you right now, and that's it's one of my good, favorite though. Ben and Jerry's. That's exactly what it reminds See, I, me of. I'm thinking it's kind of like a Tootsie Roll pop, like that sweet coating, and then you get like that Tootsie Roll. I don't know. You gotta, you gotta try, you gotta try the chocolate, the aroma chocolato, because that you want to talk about a. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. When we first brought that line in. The Toscano a couple of years ago, that was the the, the the Chocolato was a huge hit with the staff. Oh, I'm sure, especially the bar staff. I'm sure they were just going nuts sure. over that. I'm sure. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it, it. But again, I think that's what's so. We have a very diverse profile. We have a a different cigar for every different cigar smoker. There's opportunity for everybody, whether you're a new smoker or a an, a, an aficionado, if you will. Really, I mean, I'm the brand ambassador, so I'm supposed to say this. But even if I wasn't, <laughs> you gotta give Toscano a shot. You yeah. really, honestly, yeah, totally gotta agree. do. You really do. Put us in your rotation. That's all we're looking for. Dave, what are you thinking of this? It's crazy. It's like you know, marshmallow <laughs> and crazy. I never, I would never have thought to get like a vanilla bean marshmallow from a cigar. You know. Um, that's just, yeah. But I'm getting but, that from the bourbon now too. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> no, Pat, are you enjoying this, or are you totally wigged out? I'm just excited to tell Kendra about this with the High West. It's, it's I know, right? Because I mean, her and I like only like a week and some change ago, like went and did like a full tasting of the High West and. We did the notes, and I never thought that 
something as simple as like smoking the glass could completely change the oh, bourbon. Yeah. Oh, and I think, you know, this is the best pairing we could have done because again, it's one of the only bourbons I've had that intensifies when you add water to it. I think when you do the smoking glass and even if you just pair the cigar with it, it's it's not muting it at all and it's enhancing mm, right. the bourbon, but like indirectly the bourbon's also enhancing the cigar because it kind of mm. leaves like that kind of like malty sweet caramel coating on your palate right and then with the fire cure tobacco it's just like enhancing those like kind of like hickory notes and in this case like that kind of like coffee and that like brown sugar note to it mm. so it's just like a really like perfect pairing it's, it's insane now um cap yes one of the things i like to do on this show is something called pastor padron's wow. cigar confessions okay and that's where i kind of talk about kind of cigar smoking pet peeves mm -hmm. or you know in a positive sense you know things that i wish people did or stopped doing so that they would enjoy their cigar better mm -hmm. what's what's one of your cigar smoking pet peeves judging the book by the cover judging the book by the cover and that is one of my biggest and probably because toscano is one that gets judged the most like mm -hmm. i i get i do get i kind of get frustrated when i hear really seasoned cigar smokers say oh i would never smoke that well why i don't like how it looks i don't think it's gonna be that drives me insane that's yeah. like nails on a chalkboard to me mm -hmm. that when people stick cigars in their noses to smell it and then put it back in a box that's definitely that's definitely that definitely gets one of them too too but i i do think people you know <clears throat> they miss a lot when with especially with a a cheroot style yes. gold cigar yes you know it's it's not supposed to be this nice no. smooth pristine thing it is what you're looking at you know the the roughness of it the 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 irregularity of it that's that's part of the it, it doesn't go into a press it tells its own story it tells its own yeah mm -hmm. there, there, it tells its a own great, great articulation. Yeah. articulation yeah it just it each each toscano cigar tells its own story and and that's that's you know you have <laughs> the other day i was cleaning out a drawer and i found my nono's uh, my nono cigar box mm. and in there were toscano probably from the 60s <laughs> And I literally took one out and I smoked it. And then I took one out of my humidor and it tasted almost the same. Only the Toscano, the older one, had a little bit more of age to it. And you can right. tell the age to right. it. Right, sure. But it's really, I mean, I I don't know. It, it really, the, the word unique definitely is a first class description of Toscano. But Sadly, in the American smoking market, unique to some smokers is an immediate turnoff because they just want their normal. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid to step out of their comfort zone. And in order to really grasp in anything, not just mm. in smoking, in anything, the beauty of the world that surrounds you, step out of that box. Well, so, let, me, let, me, let me ask Paul, and then I want to get to you, Pat. You know, having, having done this tonight and really explored this and, 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 I think I, we all agree these are premium cigars that are worth having people try. Yeah. How would you how would you sell this to a to a customer who had not tried them before? Well, I mean, I would absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> I would go for the experience that we're having right now. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I would actually say, look, you know, if you're going to go up and pair it with a bourbon, I mean, first of all, I would try to get them to have this but even <laughs> even so 
I would say uh, I would try to get them to do what we did tonight. Right. You know, have some fun with it. Mm. You know, don't just sit there and drink it and smoke it. You know, have an do, experience. Do, do, yeah. do the things that we did. Smoke the glass. Mm-hmm. You know, take it, take this, you know, look at it from a completely different perspective and, and try to do this particular experience that we had tonight and see what you think. It's going to change, literally, it's going to change your way and your perception of what a cigar and a pairing can do. Mm. That's, that's how I would do it. Pat? So to, I'm going to answer and then pose a question, but <laughs> of course you are. But um, can't just you're full of questions today. Can't just answer a question. Just answer a question, man. Oh, so my answer for it would be, you know, you need to. It, it's basically what what happened to me today. Like I've never, to my knowledge, smoked one, and <laughs> you know, I might have been drunk once and done it, but I, I can don't neither remember. confirm nor deny. But you know, so I don't think I've had one, and it's just being able to. Like, you know, have like the product knowledge and to be able to like, you know, the experience and, and be able to say like, you know, don't base it off of, I'm trying to think of how to word it. The appearance. The appearance of it. And, and just like, you know, seek the unique experience. And I, I think what we did tonight is exactly the way to kind of introduce someone to it because it, it's, I love that. Seek the unique experience. Yeah. Yep. This is what I, I love about what we're doing tomorrow that. night with launching it with the High West. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. that to me, this was just like the perfect way to pair these things. Yeah. Mm. You know, not only is it a great pairing, but doing it like this, it, it is a unique experience. Yeah. And, and uh, when you, when you <clears throat> hear about the history of the cigar from you, and you know the, the the backstory of High West from Tyler, and you're listening to this together, and in doing it, it, it people are going to get hooked on this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's going to be easy to get people. Yeah, I think on like the stuff. really like proper way of kind of introducing it would be. I think we should have these up at the bar just because it it goes so well with the high west and i'm curious to see how it would go with anything even like the patina fashion for instance right like different cocktails that we have and i think like the best way to do it is when you have somebody at the bar going through the experience and being able to introduce them to this new mm. product that they probably haven't tried before and, and right. just using that with what they're doing at the bar to kind of introduce them to what you can do with it you know and well and the beauty mm-hmm. about having these at the bar is that they don't need to be in the no nope. exactly you can they just can have be right them out So I actually had a question that kind of regards to that, and it goes to the um, Seagal Confession. So with my experience in the humidor, kind of what the feedback I've been given when it comes to Toscano, and it goes to your pet peeve about people kind of looking at it and saying, like, why would I want to try that thing, is a lot of people, like, what they tell me is it looks like a gas station cigar. And I don't know if it's because of the display or just the way that it looks, but... It looks like a backwards... It does. Yeah, so I, I, it's kind of two questions. One is, is the marketing for Toscano the same in America as it is in Italy? And the second one would be, what would your response be to somebody that would degrade it to the point where it's like a gas station cigar just because of the, the display and it comes in the boxes? And Well, the, the, to answer the first one regarding the marketing, no. Uh, we are doing ev- – listen, I mean, we are a living document in, in, in the United States. The United States is so vast and so large 
in size, in opinions, in understanding that we kind of have to go with ebbs and flows. And we finally think we found uh, a different way of doing things. And one of the ways that we did this was redesigning all of our boxes. The boxes, you know, the ones that had the, well, I'm not even going to get into that, but the, the, the old boxes that we had were not as elegant, whereas in comparison now, this is the new Toscano Garibaldi box. These are the new Toscano Garibaldi's. So it's a lot more, you know, an artist drew this of Garibaldi himself. We also enhanced the back and ensuring that for the uh, employee at, at each retail location can give, you know, strength. This is out of five, not ten, by the way. Um, <laughs> the tastes, the aromas, and where the wrapper and, and filler come from. Those are a lot of questions that people have. Uh, the marketing in Italy, they don't have to do a ton. They're, like I said, they have, they have the market share there that we're fighting to get, you know, to a specific point here in the U.S. Um, to combat that, I, I always, whenever I'm at events and people will say, oh, I, I wouldn't pick that cigar up. I always say to them, well, what made you pick up your first cigar that you're smoking now? Why did you go to that? And 90%, well, my friend told me. I said, well, I'm your friend, and I'm telling you to try this one, so give, <laughs> give it a shot. And I'm not kidding. People, like, they're so stunned when you're – and if they're standing in front of the display, just say, dude. And the price point on it, you can't go wrong. If you absolutely hate it, it's four or five. The most expensive cigar is $11. So you got to get it in people's hands. It's not an easy – there's no – one answer to that question and i know you're probably going to hang up and say this guy all he did was talk you know give me 65 answers to one question but there really isn't a decisive answer to that question it all depends on the person and then the last question i'll have is if you have a traditional cigar smoker in the humidor what Toscano would you suggest you get them on for the first time i mean it depends it depends if they're a maduro smoker you know they're a full-bodied smoker go for the duecento the antico the extra vecchio the originale uh, what's that? The Nobile. Yeah. The, you know, if, if you have somebody in the humidor that says, Hey, I'm a Maduro smoker. I want to try something different. Get them to get the Duecento because it's probably the closest to in size and ring gauge. That'll mm -hmm. be my, my thing. Uh, if it's a, somebody who has a little bit more of a lighter, uh, binder, then you're going to go toward the Toscano Garibaldi. You can't go wrong with the Garibaldi for a light smoker. The Garibaldi, it's, you'll never hear somebody say, Oh my God, this is not good. They'll, they'll, they'll try it and they'll say, Oh no, this is a good stick. So. I can't get over how this macchiato changes changes yeah. the bourbon. Yeah. I can't get over it. I've yeah. smoked the glass like four times. <laughs> it's, it's, just, it's, it's addictive. It, yeah. It's just the way that what it brings out of the bourbon is amazing. Yeah. You know, the, the spice is still there, but then there's this, this real deep sweetness and the caramel notes, the vanilla notes that are in the bourbon just come right to the front. It's, yep. it's amazing. So I'm going to tell you this much. When this bottle's done, mm -hmm. if there's only a little, little, little bit on the bottom, mm -hmm. don't throw it out. Put, since you like it so much, yep. put uh, five macchiato in here. Mm -hmm. Let it sit in the bottle for like two or three months. There can't be a lot in there because it'll right, mold. Right. No, Just we, that, you know, we, like we the do that with dog walkers. Right. Yep. So try that. And I'm telling you, it's going to change the change the cigar completely, too. That sounds like a show. Yeah. Well, yeah. my grand, my grandfather used to do it with his wine. 
He used to put. He used to put. You know, now granted, some of them ended up with mold because he forgot they were in there and kept yeah. too much wine in there. But, yeah. You know. Wow. Yeah. So, what's our final thoughts here on this uh, cigar, there, Paul? Well, I'll tell you right now. If anyone's looking for a uh, a nice, uh, slightly sweet, easygoing but flavorful cigar, this is it. I'll now, tell you right now, that, you're that, not it, a flavored cigar. Guy. I'm not a flavored cigar, but I'll tell you right now, but would it, you, it changed would my you, mind. I would, would absolutely. You, would you do this again? Uh, without willingly? a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yes. Absolutely. And, yep. you know, I love what it did to the bourbon. I love the pairing. I love the fact that it, it uh, it's not overly sweet. It just has a nice light sweetness, but it's still um, a very flavorful cigar on yeah. its own. And yep. that that, oh, that retro hill, oh, my God. It's amazing. Unbelievable. It's amazing. I, did, I did not expect that with this type of cigar. Yeah. Not a it, lot of it seems like we were going from full body to medium to, what, light? Yeah. But the retro hail got increasingly more intense yes. as we went through tonight. Which, again, makes sense because the first was aged for a year, the right. second six months, the third three months. Yep. Mm -hmm. That's Pat. fantastic. I would definitely smoke it again. and it's I'm not a big flavored cigar guy either. And You're not a flavored cigar guy at all. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. So... I think what I like about it is you're getting that sweetness that I think people seek in the flavored cigars. Right. But you're also getting like that full, fuller bodied cigar experience. So it's mm. not like the, the sweetener and, you know. The that sweetness you get... is enhancing the tobacco and not the other. Yeah, and it's, it's not like, hiding the tobacco. It's like, Correct. to me, it's more mm -hmm. of a like a natural sweetness like mm -hmm. other sweet cigars i've been forced to try it's you really can't distinguish what you're tasting what, someone holding a gun to your head <laughs> well when i started in the humidor you got to try everything right so but you, you really can't distinguish what you're tasting and it's it just doesn't taste natural but when i, I smoked Toscano, it it feels like it's it's meant to be there like it doesn't feel like it's off or it was like some additive to it and like i said like through the finish, you, you get grounded back to that, like, traditional, like, comfort zone where you get in cigars, and you get, like, that nice, you know, like, like I was saying before, like, cloves, hay, that nice spice, mm -hmm. but it's just, you're getting that sweet experience on the forefront, and then you're getting that fuller-bodied cigar experience on the finish. Dave? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave. For your profound insight, <laughs> we really appreciate it. Sorry, it's I got issues. I got issues. I got issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Cap, thanks for being with us tonight. This was awesome. No, it's thank you, guys. Night, man. Thank this you was, so much. This was this. really, really good. This is, a, and this is a great experience. It was a great educational yeah, experience. It was. I mean, not only did we learn about Toscano cigars, you know, but how to do pairings. I think. Yep. Uh, in a in a much deeper, more intentional way. I, I I I do. I think we're going to be stirring and mixing, and we're going to look like fools for the next, you know, <laughs> several years. You know, chugging our. I'm glad I have a hand in that. Yeah, that makes me happy. Yeah. That I and honestly, like the two years I've been smoking, like, this is definitely the most fruitful experience I've had. Like, awesome. Thank through you. anything I've done. So, Great. and it's it's, I would have never thought it would have been a Toscano. You know, it's, <laughs> but you know, and it just goes to the point that he was making about. 
getting it in someone's hands like i'm the prime example of that like i yeah. would have probably never tried it but now that i did it's like it, this was hands down one of the most unique like rewarding experiences i've done smoking cigars yep i don't i as i don't as brand ambassador i don't know if it gets better than that the mm. the, the reviews that we got today and i'm serious it's you know for me it's an honor to be on the show with you guys. For me, it's an honor that you even considered bringing me on the show. For me, it's just great to be able to be here with you, share cigars, and, and just be here. And then to get the feedback that we're getting about the product and the experience, that you know, that's just the icing on the cake. So really, the thank goes to you guys, not to me. You guys are fantastic for making this an opportunity because without your show, without what you do here, and without your continued support of our brand... I wouldn't be here tonight, so right. thank you. Whatever you need to say to make yourself feel better. Yep. I yeah. do feel a little bit better after saying that. So. <laughs> <laughs> now, next week on the show, uh, we're going to be smoking the Sixto Natural from Placencia, <clears throat> one of the largest companies on the planet that <laughs> only produces 40 million cigars a year. That seems so stupid now. What do you do? Two million? Two, two, two hundred and sixteen million worldwide, as opposed to forty thousand. Yeah, it, it's it, it's ridiculous. But we're going to be smoking that cigar, and we're going to be doing beer pairings with uh, Abel Ebenezer, which is a local uh, uh, microbrew here mm. in New Hampshire, and we're really Ooh. excited about that. Sweet. And so, uh, make sure you're here with us next week. It's going to be another all cigar episode. And uh, you're not going to want to miss it. But, Mike, thank you so much for thank being you. with us. This was thank awesome. Thank you so much. Great, man. It's a pleasure. so great. many ways. Thank you. Thank you. Really, thank really you. great. Thanks, bud. All right. Thanks, guys, for being with us. Hang in there. Make sure you try some Toscano cigars. You're not going to regret it. Not and at that all. is not just blowing smoke. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Not Just Blowing Smoke, the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and keep in touch with us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at notjustblowingsmoke. Thanks for listening, everybody, and that is Not Just Blowing Smoke. Rolling with the top